You know objective truth, Darwin? Math. That's not objective truth. Math is objective No, it's not. Yes, it, it doesn't is. It fully describe reality. There's no chance you've objectively described reality. You haven't. Let the record show that Lauren is bored. Welcome to Darwinism. I'm Matt Lofton. I'm Darwin. Here's where we talk about politics. Trying to evolve the conversation. Ah, uh, ah, uh, that's so horrible, horrible. All right, you can bring us in as you sit through Scotch, Darwin. Welcome to Lofty Darwinism. Uh, we are back. I assume it's Scotch. It could be, you know, something else. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's bourbon. No, bourbon. Like, uh, scotch is good, but like... Scotch is like, not good. Like, scotch, scotch is, is great. I, no, I mean, there are good... You know, there are Scotches I haven't dis- disliked as much as other Scotches. Scotches like, like I I can drink the peatiest scotches. I love the uh, smoky tastes like it's charcoal. And there goes our whole audience. You know, <laughs> all three people, like two of them just left. Dude, I once remember I got like a Trader Joe's scotch that was like everyone in Amarillo is gone now. We don't have one of those. <laughs> and like I got forbidden from drinking it by like all of my roommates because it was so potent just as a smell when I was drinking it that people yeah. in like other rooms were like gagging on it. <laughs> you were must have been in a very dark place at that time in your life, Darwin. Yeah. Scotch well, tends to be like, a, you know, some level of, you know, maybe sometimes things are wrong. And sometimes, uh-huh. you know, sometimes it's just admitting that's true. Well, I think that's a great moment for some awkward segue into like one of the two subjects we we're going to talk about, right? Like, like politics or Game of Thrones. Which, like, which order do we do it in? Um, What's angering you more right now? <laughs> it's hard to say, to be honest with you, because like it's just so clear, like they wanted to be done with this. <laughs> They like they're off to Star Wars, man. Mm-hmm. And they, it's like, Wait, are you talking about the Trump administration? Like, no, you, like you, they, well, they just want to bomb Wars. everybody? Like, <laughs> no, like, no. I think I think just Trump's off the rails a little bit on that one. Like John Bolton, he's, he might have to. Trump is trying to rein in John Bolton, so God bless him on this account, right? Like me and Trump like this on the hey, let's not actually start stuff with Iran. I know. That Trump likes to talk a, a big game about stuff, but I don't think he actually likes to start wars. Yeah, I actually do wonder if he might be narrowly um, useful in avoiding a war. Like, if he did that, if he genuinely, like, avoided war, like, throughout his two terms, it, you know, like, we're at war in small scale in a variety of places right now. But... Um, yeah, I don't think that we should invade Venezuela as much as it pains me to say because I really do feel for the people that are have like that are down there and I do feel like we could actually do a lot of good with the right invasion but we've like never done the right invasion so it's, I'm, I'm not sure Kuwait that's it Kuwait that's yeah it. I guess Kuwait we did like a, about as good a job as you're gonna do in war yeah if we if we had like a Kuwait in v- in Venezuela it would be worth it to go with, but I don't trust the administration they have Trump the administration. Oil. They do have the oil. They don't have an invading force. Look, like Kuwait was being invaded. We have to be very, very clear about that. Yeah, but Venezuela is being pretty despotically run by an obvious dictator and the same exact signs of of like why 
we now say, boy, what happened in Rwanda? We could have like prevented that or, you know, like what happened at the Holocaust? Like we could have prevented that. Like what's happening in Venezuela? Like we could prevent that, but we don't because it is a high cost. So what you're saying is if Maduro had dragons... He would burn down all of Venezuela. All right, or here's my here's my, here's my hot take. Yes, Game of Thrones rushed these final two seasons. Why they did, I don't know. I think we can all collectively never forgive them for just like robbing us of those extra couple of episodes that I think were necessary to yeah. round out a lot of these corners and make a lot of these, you know, just like moments feel just like like more arrived at. But okay, having said that. I feel like this was an excellent and earned resolution to both the storylines of Cersei and Daenerys. And I, you know, obviously it Daenerys is going to take up a lot been. in the last. Um, no, I do think so. I like, I, I don't, I don't believe that this wasn't teased in both cases. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would say. No, um, no, it was exactly what's so supposed to happen. But like, it, it, it just, it, it dove it dove to the to the ending from such an unsatisfying point in such an unsatisfying way because like the truth about Game of Thrones is it's all about the process it's not about the ending but I I actually do feel oddly satisfied in a way like it's really nice to see like Daenerys take a turn for the dark side it's a, there's a really satisfying resolution to that you know and also, to, to, to have her, you know, completely overcome Cersei is also really interesting. It, it makes Cersei's plot feel a lot more relatable because, like, in comparison to what Daenerys just did, like, Cersei has never, has not amassed that body count, even with burning all of her, like, you know, like, family alive in the, <laughs> in the Sept, you know, she... Nevertheless, didn't come near the body count that Daenerys just racked up, you know, and I feel like that is, I mean, I guess you could say on a certain level by betraying that Stark, she set in motion the entire war. So there is a certain, maybe you could debate that. But overall, I think just the interesting thing is that like Cersei knew not to surrender, you know, and the moment that they do surrender, they all get torched alive. I mean, I, can, can we just, I just, I, the setup and F you to the Golden Company. They get like, <laughs> like, like they stand there <laughs> looking like crazy. Everyone's like, they've never broken a contract. They're sitting there. They've spent millions of dollars on this oh set. God. And then yeah. they're just wiped in like half a second of film. And you're just like, <laughs> Why do we spend any time with these people? Other <laughs> to do this, like if that, like if that's what happens in the books, cool. But like, I would yeah. The, <laughs> the showrunners truly did err in not making Cersei's side more relatable. Like it was a little, like the only relatable person on their side was Cersei herself, who was only like relatable because she was played by a very sympathetic actor. Well, and, did you hear? Let me throw this by you. Let me run this by you. Okay. On that one. Uh, so, um, like the other one, Euron and Jamie, right? Euron somebody, is the weakest link of that show. Somebody, some, but somebody pitched. What if Euron's character had the you know he dies? Like he says, "I'm the person who killed the Kingslayer." Mm-hmm. What if he had been? And I'm stealing this from the Ringer a little bit because I love their podcast. What if he had been like the coward uh, Robert Ford? And the assassination of Jesse James, and he had just been obsessed 
with Jamie Lannister for like the entire run of the episode, like his lore, the fact that he killed the king, like like what if that had actually been Euron's character, not just a freaking crazy dude who's a pretty good actor being given mm-hmm. a queer role? Yeah, but yeah, what if he is a that? great actor given the most just just unfortunate role ever. Yeah. Like I've got nothing against the actor. I don't think he's done a bad job at all, but I think they they they. Sh- they took a character who was only minimally developed in the books. He was developed the same way that Rod Stark was developed in yeah. that he was mysterious off screen. He, you never knew where he was, but but you knew of him and of his existence. And that off screen presence made Euron really intimidating. Also, the fact that Euron in the books has a horn in his possession that can take over dragons. You know, yeah. so they were like teasing the fact that he could kill a dragon way back in thir- book three, you know, if they, if they'd set him up to be like mysterious and dangerous and all that shit in the show, I think they might have had more success with that character, but they really tried to like presence him as this central, just like snidely whiplash can, villain. Can we just and they just say, didn't manage to do it at all. The, the, is the moral of the story at times just less Greyjoy? <laughs> like just less Iron Islands? Uh, yeah, like they they needed to do it better, it, you know. I thought they did Asha right, even though she's Yara. You know, I, I thought her character was good. What um, if what you if know, I thought Theon did good too? I thought they did good with Theon. You know, like yeah, it, it was really the 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 rest of the Iron Islands, Balon, and you know the the Euron. You know, just like the the, the King's moot was just so poorly done you know it was so easy to laugh at when i watched it you know even in the rewatch it still doesn't really hold up the whole thing and all the speeches and monologues like i feel like there's a reason they deferred that until like i think season five you know like you know and it's it it comes it starts all the way in book three you know and so i feel like they just kind of never believed and never committed to that storyline so they just kind of like sort of drug down the rest of the series and especially Cersei with it. Like there could have been she could have had more interesting allies. Like what if Theon had like danced over got to her side, you so know? Much like money, shit like that. So much money to sip wine in a tower for a season. <laughs> uh, like the, she was did nothing. She did nothing this season. Yeah. I mean not that she was but bad. she did more than than like she ought like I've ever thought she ought to have in previous seasons, you know, like, so, so yeah, in a way, I feel like Cersei, Cersei's, yeah, basically wrapped up her plot line kind of like with, with, with this, you know, like by the kind of like end of last season, you know, she just, the one critical decision she made this season was to sleep with Euron, I guess was one. And I, I guess number two would be uh, cutting off the Sande's head. You know, but but on that note, I want to get back to Daenerys because fundamentally that's like what this plot, like what the episode five was about. And I, I think it was like a really good slow play to this moment where, you know, she's truly gotten everything robbed of her one thing at a time since season one. You know, like she's she she ha- she's she's been robbed of her family. She grows yeah. up with this sadistic older brother she finds the call and, and gets robbed of him. Like like Daenerys' plotline is a is, is the plotline of someone with very good intention having everything everything taken from them, knowing especially 
you know, like near the end that she has the power at any moment to just snap her fingers and go burn everything to the ground, you know? And I feel like it, they did put enough obstacles in her way where, it, where over and over again she chose to do good that it made sense that she would snap. No, you know, okay, like, I'm sorry. No, honestly, this thing should have been over, should be over book five. All she needs to do is fly that stupid dragon to the red, the red, like to the red keep or whatever, and burn it to the ground from jump before they ever make crossbows. Like the dragon, like you just saw it. That's why they had to kill two of them. But that's the point: is that it was a horrifying thing to do. No, no. But she could have done it much less horrifyingly. She could have just taken out the like Cersei's tower. She could have just flown straight there, even in this battle, and just burned that to the ground and said, I'm taking over. But but the problem every single innocent person she could see before she got there. I I well, I think you're right, but I also I I also think that she represents a philosophy of governance. Women can genocide too? No, it's well, but it's but it is the specific Cersei philosophy of you know you have to win it and 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 win it in a way that uses power and she she knew that nobody loved her so the only other way to, to get power was to make everybody fear her but you know the point that she made in that episode was that she believes that by using her power and inspiring this despotic amount of fear the rest of the kingdom will stop resisting her and she'll put an end to the violence once and for all. That's her play. The, the question is, what's Jon Snow going to do? Because obviously, I think Tyrion and Jon Snow are going to try and overthrow her. Jon Snow probably tries to kill her and probably sacrifices himself. That's that. Like I, I feel like that's where it's all headed. And either like, Sansa in, in or the- Gendry becomes like the de facto ruler after that. Like, there could have been such good like no she could have the the play out of of post killing Cersei like the independent small drama of Daenerys and Jon and that playing out could be so much more interesting if she hadn't committed a genocide but just been a little bad like you know what I'm saying like make it not but like okay, but that but but now you're just saying like well you could have you could have done it my way instead of your way, but like they didn't do it your way. No, they, because like and, I, but, I but this time, way was I feel believable. Like the time they just had to make it so clear cut that it's like no, Danny probably wouldn't snap quite like that, but she would burn a lot of shit that maybe didn't deserve burning, and it begged the question, and they didn't even have time to beg the question. They just answered the question: genocider, maniac. Well, okay, kill them all. but but okay, think about it this, this way, like like. First of all, this isn't just the showrunners. I think. I think this is this is clearly a George R. R. Martin build. You know, uh, like no, and, and, okay, the book series are called "A Song of Ice and Fire." Like, yes, it's stark, but the that was part. It wasn't just about Daenerys' plotline. It was about Daenerys' plotline in relationship to the to the Night King. A song of ice and fire. Everybody's been knowing that death is coming, and they keep nailing it home. There's death no has many the faces, so they need king. they need Daenerys to look as as horrifying as the army of the dead, and you just didn't see it coming. That's that's why 
Daenerys had to genocide everybody in order for it to thematically round out the show. And I agree it was rushed. Of course, I, I agree it was rushed. I don't but... think she even had genocide everybody if it wasn't rushed. I think, I think much like your decision to defend it, there was a rush to genocide. And now you're having to defend it, a rush to the defense of genocide, which is much like high school debaters that we are, where we end up in these weird places somehow arguing about, like, mass murder. So, you know, it's appropriate the lofty Darwinism goes from that to real-life stakes. Maybe getting off, like, we'll see how this all ends. Yeah. shouldn't be. We, the problem is... All right, Matt, give everybody a, a primer. I gotta... I gotta I came to First Class Reels. I was trying to find someone to do my reel for me. The reason I wanted to get my reel done was because every like, agent I'd run into or manager would be like, so can I see some of your work? And I'd be like, I don't have a reel. When we were done and I sent it out to people I've been networking with and I got an agent out of it. And right now I'm talking to a manager after they've seen my reel. So it really was bang for my buck. Like I got exactly what I wanted. So First Class Reels, do it. You will not regret it, trust me. Michael Flynn supposedly received pressure from Congress or someone related to Congress and the administration that to interfere with the investigation. And that's why he cooperated with Mueller. He's like, well, they actually are trying to obstruct justice. I better help. It seems like that's how they're painting it. The news right now. <laughs> yeah. OK, but what do you think about the 24 Democrats that are uh -huh. running now? Bill de Blasio. Oh, oh, Bill de Blasio. Just no. Like he has to have such an ego. He does have. I can't even with Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Bill de Blasio. Like you know, like you know, like look. I understand why. Like it's wrong to use the term white man as, as a pejorative. It's like it's wrong. It makes me feel bad, but like. <laughs> De Blasio deserves it, like at times on this one. I, like, like it's painful. What about like, what? If, what about like who, who else announced it? Was uh, Michael Bennett? You know, I'm gonna give anyone with the last name Benet, and I'm gonna say it's Benet from Colorado Pass because they lost a child. No, it's a bad joke. Um, like no, I mean, I, I just he people are gonna know. I, I just asked him about Michael Bennett. <laughs> I know. Yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, oh, that's really. Oh, they're not gonna hear that recording. So yeah, he asked me about Michael Bennett. And I made a John Bennett Ramsey joke because you know the nineties, and uh, and and for those of you who really remember that moment, um, no, Michael Bennett is not running the city of New York. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a senator. He's a backbench senator. He's a nice dude. Bill de Blasio is actively running an important city in this country. And just, and he's also really annoying. Uh huh. I can't, I don't need him. I need, I need, I mean, like, I thought Biden was my zero. Well, like, I, my bottom three are Biden, uh, uh, Bernie, and de Blasio now. Well, <laughs> and Gabbard's somewhere in there, but those are the three. Wait, the, the, those are the three you're the ones you don't want the most. Don't want. Actively don't want. So so de Blasio, Biden, and Bernie are yeah. your no's. 
Yeah, Gabbard. You know that, that would that would really and Gabbard. Okay, so so Gabbard. By the, by the way, like oh yeah, I guess Gabbard. I'm kidding. What? I'm just making that up, dude. It's not true. It's Gabbard. Well, it is it Gabbard? It should be Gabbard, but it's Gabbard. I've, I've Gabbard. heard. I think Bernie Sanders referred to as Gabbard. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard one, some one. Is of it Babar or is it Babar? Tell I me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, like that's where we're at here. I don't know either. Um. Okay, so what do you? So 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 what what does that look like without those candidates? Let me just imagine that for a second. That's like Warren and Harris and Beto and. Buttigieg and Booker, right? Like and, those would be. Ca- like the, I think, and again, I think actually that. Julian Castro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him out there. Kid's mm-hmm. gonna have a late breaking run. I think he's way better. Than I don't know, man. Like I, I think he's good. I think he's just not for this cycle. I think he could have actually been a real formidable player in last cycle. Of the of, of of Democrats, I just feel like he's just he like like I, it's his it's his energy that I'm reading. Like it feels really bad to me. Like it feels like he's he 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 seems like he's angry about something. I don't know what it is, but I feel like he's 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 very like woke, and it makes it hard to like believe that he's going to be able to like get the nomination with all like the Twitter outrages that we're having. Like, I feel like you're either going to be like hard to the left, like, like Warren or Bernie, or you're going to be hard running against that. Like I see that battle forming. I think you have to pick sides. And I, I just feel like Julian Castro does not like fit either one well enough to be like satisfying to anybody. And I think that, you thinking that that's true is what some people will believe is true, even though it is not true, and it will shape part of the race. And I think in the end, Julian Castro. But I think it is true. Be, no, I truly do think that is true. Like, I, like I know, why? I know, why don't you? Think I it's truly true? know you think that is true. I truly know you believe what you are saying, and I truly believe <laughs> that you believe that, and I believe that will have an effect <laughs> on the way people act. I just don't fundamentally believe I also, it is enough true. I would argue to, to, I believe that it is true. Because like this entire cycle is – You condescending motherfucker. This entire cycle is everyone deciding what everyone else is going to do as opposed to being like, I would like this for my candidate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, every, we're, pundits, we're pundits here, I guess. And like I get it, like that's what we're doing. But it's I really fun. do not want that for my candidate. Like that's that. Like I want somebody who can bring the human race into a place where we're not nitpicking each other I also or never attacking each other. I, I do not and I just don't Castro. see I that don't in him. I don't get the angry vibe from him. But I don't. Really, that's the bigger thing I don't get from him. It's not okay. I it's not angry. Angry is the wrong word. But like, re, but like woke. You know, like in in the way that like I don't appreciate. You know, like like he seems get, super I, politically correct. Like you know, like I, I don't know. Just just like a like one of those guys who's like like you know, judgy. You know, I I feel like he's judging me. You I mean, know? I like, almost I, think that. I, I don't get that vibe from him. I get that vibe much more from Buttigieg and from uh, – and not the Buttigieg is it, 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 anti-woke-woke. He's like a special kind of condescending. 
Um, and yeah, no, I think Buttigieg doesn't exude that at all. I think that's why Buttigieg is popular. No, I think Buttigieg like, like absolutely comes across. Yeah, but oh, okay, you know, but it's different. It really is different. You know, it's it it it's one in which you're genuinely and earnestly interested in drawing people together. Like you could just people who look like that have a certain look to them, and I think that that. Uh, Beto looks like that. Biden looks like that, and Buttigieg looks like that. You know, like. And, um, I, think, and I actually think what you think of Julian Castro is more true of Buttigieg and Beto, less so of Biden. But Biden's biggest problem is I can beat Trump. That's why you should vote for me. I can beat Trump. I can beat Trump. And like, what? Like, that's not a message. It's just not. A but like he's. Me. But but like okay, I think that what Biden represents, you know, I've I've said this to you before, but I want to like really, you know, like tease it out for a second. You got to be able to survive controversy as a candidate. You've got to be able to have something bad come out about you, and you say, you know what, doesn't touch me. I'm still, I'm still Biden. You know, like you know, yeah. You just heard the, this awful news story about like you know the the. the concept of the modern news bombshell is just too easy to hack. Like it's too easy to take so many things that can spin up a mob and create outrage that like it's almost like you need somebody who can create this sense of calmness. Like there's no there's no chance you can find out anything about this person that's gonna change. Are you kidding me? It's already happened to him. Like it's like But it didn't happen to it happened to him the way it happened to Trump and then it didn't happen to him. In nineteen eighty eight he flamed out exactly that way through a plagiarism scandal, and in 2016, a lot of the reason he didn't right. run. Was but like, okay, Matt, the, you keep bringing the, this up. Yes, he he lost two presidential races before he had been vice president. Like, it's a it, it has no application to his modern campaign. I, I completely he, disagree. No one votes for vice president. The vice president is an appendage. Is the yeah, is but the, everybody votes for the for the last vice president. Like that's the most common thing ever no, in, it's in sometimes political happens presidential that way. It's not the most common thing ever. It's, I just still and he wasn't. It's it, it's like H W got elected right after Reagan. Name a vice president who came. I mean, I guess Nick, Nixon is the other one who's the best example of that, right? Nixon was a vice president. Came well, back yeah, but after. also like in terms of nominees, you, you're you're talking about Al Gore. You're talking about Walter Mondale. Um, loser, you know, like, loser! Please, God, let's not pick Joe Biden. Like, you just <laughs> named two losers. <laughs> I um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you remember like, next? Do you remember the I great feel- Humphrey administration? No, I feel. Is there an let me let me also say this to you. I, I feel some personal safety in Biden. In that, like, I I truly Fuck believe your safety. The world's not safe. No, 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 no. Like safety from the left. Like that's my point. Is I okay, I, and I, I say am, again. I believe he can safety, be maybe the sole Democrat. Probably not the sole Democrat, but like, but I I want some assurance from the Democrat that they're not going to go full socialist. You know, I think that that debate is just getting consistently lost with how horrible and Trump I is. I didn't but... want to go full socialist until you said those words and F your security. OK, I'll sure. But that. I'm also aware of the ways that socialism has failed in the past. And it's just not a road I want to go down. 
like as a voter and i i I would vote for biden pretty pretty comfortably you know like whole democracy crumble when we passed social security oh it didn't oh or medicare medicaid oh it didn't crumble those two giant socialist programs didn't make our democracy in fact it stitched america together partially for 60 70 80 years Oh, the, that's what happened to the last one with very socialist. Well, okay, let, all right, but let me let me throw that back at you a little bit. Yes, it helped in that it provided money to people who needed it. It's also oh, more okay. than like so what fifty percent of our budget, and our our national debt is insane. You know, you can't jack up prices enough to pay for our current deficit. You know, I bet mean, you could, but but like, and then add on top of all of it. You know, like all of this free shit, like you, you, you just de facto switch us over to socialism in that instance. Okay. You know, you've got to, you got to be so able to decide. You've got to have judgment. Hey, hey, you've got to have trade off. Medicaid, Medicare, Medicaid are paid for by payroll tax, which is on its face probably they're, how more things can be paid for. They're paid but, for by debt financing, is how they're really paid for. They're no, somewhat not, not those, aided like by the rest of our stuff. Honestly, no, our discretionary budget is the debt financing at this point. Like, that's what we are financing, is all the other stuff that we do in the economy. Like, we we have regressive taxes that pay for entitlements in our country, and we need more of those, and we need to restructure the ones we have. And then we need to talk about better ways to pay for our discretionary spending. But, like, it's not necessarily bad that we have all this debt. It's just bad if it... It's really not that bad. I'm not. I'm not big on the debt anymore. It's bad the way we're getting it. The way we are choosing to spend the debt is bad. Debt itself is not bad. The. The, the, the problem that I have with the debt is it's going to matter a lot if the United States slips from being like the global supremacy. And it probably won't be something that happens in the next 15 years. But if we enter into like the 2040s with this hilarious debt that we know it's known we're never going to pay off, then, then the most obvious thing for us to do in a global financial system is to default on it. We wouldn't and, need to default. And, we will never default on it. It's in our own money, dude. We will never default on that debt. The, but but the, the but the problem is our economy is is very much like propped up by the influx of foreign money that sees in the United States the safest bet in town, and it is. That's it, not, it, it no, still no, is. No 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 no. That's a small, but like that's like ten to fifteen percent of that, dude. Most of our debt. Is U.S. institutions and U.S. like like our, it's us buying our own debt. Most of that is private. It's like private sector profits that is not being taxed. That, right, but uh, like that, okay, that, but, like but a, a global orders. flight from the dollar would depress the value of the dollar, and it would it, it, and that that brings with it its own problems. You know, there like, are like problems just, there, but they're not as big as like I don't know, not paying for things. Us us being the like our our. Our debt is backed by our ingenuity to continue to grow. It's backed by our imagination, literally. But like our ingenuity to continue to grow is backed by capitalism, and I don't want a socialist to destroy capitalism. Even Elizabeth Warren doesn't want to destroy capitalism. No, you need a robust aggregate demand, like creating social welfare state and a deeply and a very much unregulated capitalist market to spend money in you need both things and they need to work together it's the like it's the it is the north uh you know it is the northern atlantic model essentially like it's not like it, it is what works 
I don't think the Northern Atlantic model is working all that much. I think that Europe is in a state of crisis. Look, maybe it would. Like, like, that's why I just want want somebody in there I trust. Like, yeah, okay, look, here's here's what I will say. I I have been convinced that a little bit of a nudge towards socialism might not be such a bad thing for us. You know? It might not be such a bad thing. I want somebody in there who I trust. To make trade-off decisions with like an eye towards not wrecking everything. I genuinely and, don't trust him for that. I think he won't do enough. In fact, I think he will actively underdo it with zero not to socialism. And not even like – not that I won't but like I think for a better, closer version of that would be Amy Klobuchar. Like honestly. If I want safety from the left with policy that will work, I'm going Amy Klobuchar. I, Joe Biden is I can beat Trump because steelworkers like me. That is his whole game, and I'm done with. But it's it. not. It's not a bet. Like, do you see that him up double digits on Trump in Pennsylvania? Like, you know, he's not. He, he's, course, he's not starting off with like, a bad game. Beating <laughs> Trump nationally. Like, you know, he was, but most... actually in Pennsylvania, Beto was the only nominee who was losing to Trump out of like everybody polled. Well, that's because he's from Texas, and so we might maybe a little bit. Look, I love Beto. I would, I, I, if I was voting in the primary, I would probably vote for Beto. Um, you know, but I, I, I don't know. Like the, the problem is, there's just so many goddamn candidates, and you're supposed to choose one. Yeah, like we should be ranking them. You know, like we, we should have like a rank ranking. Voting? Well, that's how that's how we got Lincoln. Uh, well, no, we got him for the brokered convention. Well, they, they, they literally ranked vote like they had to like keep going down the ballot. That's what I mean by that in the in the convention, like the back room, like yeah. kept next. Choice, oh, did next you choice. see Veep? Speaking of which, no, I didn't see Veep, but I heard it was good. So we can't talk about Veep. Okay, do you watch Veep? No, but I know about it. Okay, well, I, 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 I watched commentary, which makes me zero percent qualified to discuss it. <laughs> I'm sad you don't watch Veep. That's a, it's a it's a solid show. I know. I might go back and watch it at some point, but I, I just I couldn't do it. It's very funny. I've like seen episodes, but it's just not. It's not my biggest show. Um, uh-huh. Well, let's see what else is going on in the world, if anything. I mean, I'm pretty good there because I mean we're we're still figuring out the Mueller report and obstruction, and but like it's just going to be a long, a long slog to the election. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I pretty, I would still like yeah like for the record I would still impeach this motherfucker like based on are we like, bearing so much on abortion? Oh yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. oof, they're coming after it, man. Fuck, fuck those like I, 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 I one thing that I have you know through this whole process really come to like understand about myself is like I've always like tried to like see myself as like middle of the road, but I I really am pretty starkly pro-choice. You know, I'm I'm pretty. <laughs> aggressively pro-choice on that. And I really feel quite awful that Republicans feel this liberation to like, this is a version of the Republican party that is like, you know, like when you get power, do you, do you restrain the state? Fuck no. You train it on immigrants and women and people you don't like, and you throw them in jail. And some people want that, and that's true, and it makes me sad, but it is true. But those people who want that know they shouldn't want that because it's wrong to want. And so they instead they couch it 
in the limited government idea a lot of times, which makes people get very angry because some people do think there's a real argument for limited government. And some people argue for limited government when the people that they don't trust are in power. And that's what fucking pisses me off. Yeah, and you know, I feel like, look, you want to you wanna say an embryo is human life? I, I'm game. I'm interested. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, like I, I certainly don't want to minimize that argument. Like I want that side to have a voice and to be able to like, you know, press the case for their choice, but, but, what, like, what but if, like for their voice, but like, I also believe in free speech and freedom. Question. And I, I like, like I, you, you got to win the culture, you know, winning it via the state is always the worst way. You Girl, know, what like if, what if every baby up to a point, there may be somewhere on it. Like what, like what if you did outlaw abortion, but there was a guaranteed minimum income from birth and universal health care? Would you would you give up the right to abortion if you actually knew the kid was taken care of? Something to those two major ways. I look. I think you've got to draw the line somewhere besides this ridiculous arbitrary six weeks, eight weeks. Like most people don't even know they're pregnant by that point. Like you can say like, okay, I feel like, yes, at some point, like there is this point at which we say, "Uh uh-uh, hands off, that's no longer your choice, okay? And you can make a, a defensible case that at some point while still inside the womb, you know, that line is crossed. I feel like you could also make a fairly defensible case that at some point up to a year after the baby is born, you but know, like that <laughs> line hey, is crossed. Nobody remembers it. being a baby. Nobody like it's, it's, it's plausible. There is no consciousness at that point, you know, like, and I'm, I'm perfectly willing to say as a vegan, a dog has more consciousness than your baby at like one month. Like, you know, dogs are more like are going to feel more pain than your baby is, you know? So like, let's just get real about like how complicated this, this and fucking take, like ethical question is. Gold. Get Today's the state out of Olympics. Like get Darwin, the state Carlisle. out of this. <laughs> Darwin is taking full gold in the hot take. Look, I, no, I'm saying, I think, I think it's cool. It's completely Trump defensible. Said that this, you're killing like, Darwin. Darwin's no, no, so it's, no, 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 no. Look, look I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's completely defensible to say you should be pro-life after like halfway through pregnancy or some something like that. It's so it's super defensible, but don't fucking pretend that you just get to say the second people have sex, you own that woman's body. Like, fuck you. Get your suck your fucking like grimy little hands out of other people's lives. Like, like don't don't do this through the state. Like, you know, let the woman yeah. decide. Like, you know, it just it's just it's too abstract. It's too vague. All right. Well, this this conversation went to a dark place. <laughs> Much like abortion in Alabama. <laughs> it's a very dark place, but, but you like know no, what? no, like it's seriously, we are wired as humans <sighs> to love babies. But you know, what if we were wired as humans to love animals the same way that we love babies? You know, like it's plausible 
that we so, feel differently so about this I, I ethical landscape. I really need to <laughs> like you might be worse with that decision than somebody who uh, you know gets an abortion. So like <laughs> you know like I I don't know like okay let me let me back up off the hot take train. I'm feeling a little little red in the cheeks. But, um, you know, I I do feel like, you know, the ethics of this are complicated, but the ethics of the law is not, you know, I think it just has to be something that we, that even us libertarians, you know, like who can find a lot of common cause with the Republicans, I don't find it on abortion, you know, and I think it's really fucked up. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Congratulations. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, um, we will see you sooner than nine months, um, I believe. So, Lofty Darwinism. See you, everybody. Lofty Darwinism out. <laughs>